Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L, and I'm joined by returning guest Adam. Hello, Adam. Hello, hello. Hi, thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's great to have you back. Uh, you know, your first your first appearance in the Super Friends era of the podcast. So, and uh, you know, kicking it off with a bang, uh, talking about uh, Multiversity Mastermen by yes. none other than Grant Morrison. Yes. So I thought this was a good choice. We did Morrison mm. action. This is like keep the Morrison train. Yeah. Going. Definitely. Yeah, I think it's yeah. just a, it's it's always like you can't not have an interesting conversation about a Morrison book. I I feel like you know definitely when it, when it comes to Superman especially. Um, yeah. Mean, the the last Morrison thing we did on the podcast was Superman Beyond for episode one hundred, mm. and uh, that was that was exhausting but great. <laughs> so <laughs> you know that, that was around the time I read Final Crisis in its entirety as well, and this is you know, somewhat connected to that. Um, yes, it is. The yeah. So first off, uh, big thanks to our patron Tasman, and I just for listeners out there, I have caught up. I'm up to date with Action Comics at the moment, and Ooh. are you say you are or not? I am. Oh yay! Yeah, I was like, I thought you liked that, um, uh, but no, no, it's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm not up to date. I thought you said are, are not caught up. No, but I'm not up to date with Joshua Williamson's Superman, and sure. I haven't read Space Age yet. Uh, and because uh, everyone was kind of like, not not trashing on it, but saying it wasn't you know as good as it could have been, so just a bit less motivation to read it. And, uh, I liked it. I haven't started Superman Lost yet because it's only like three issues in, and I'm very dubious about it to begin with. So, yeah, um, it's all right. Mm. It's it's a Lost is a. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, like, to a lesser extent, like Superman Grounded, where right. it felt like it was just like a series of things, and it's it's a mixed bag of moments. There's some good mm. moments and some moments where you're just like, eh. Okay. Interesting. So th- well, there's interesting stuff in there. Yeah. Well, uh, so I'm enjoying action. Um, yes. There's obviously a butt there, uh, which is definitely has an overabundant of super family members running around. Yeah. Uh, which is like he's not he's not Batman. He doesn't need all the Robins. You know, he's generally I, yeah. Like Superman is traditionally a loner, so it's like. And it's just so, the page is just so messy when there's all these super people on it. it. And it's just, it feels so over the top. Like, how is anything a threat if there's this many super people? Like, I'm fine with, like, Steel yeah. and, like, you know, but Twins, Supergirl, I, Connor, John, big bunch. I, I do agree with that, especially if, like you said, yeah, everyone is too much because then it's mm. like, especially if you you just introduce the twins, yeah, it's like we need room for them to breathe, and then we yeah. have like, especially right now, it's it seems like it, it's Connor, it's uh, what's the who's I'm I'm blanking on, uh, new Superman of China, um, uh, oh the Chinese Kenan Superman, Kong, yeah, Keenan. Yeah. 
and to a lesser extent, Kara, they're just kind of like there. Yeah. And I, I it it feels like there's some editorial thing because it's happened in mm. in in Green Arrow, it's happened in Wonder Woman, where it's like editorials just like, hey, listen, this is the trend right now. We have to put on our cover that like everyone's here. And then it it's it seems like a like a marketing thing more than a story thing because what's happening in practice is that the, those characters aren't really getting moments; they're just there. Yeah, like they don't even explain who a lot of them are, you know. So, I mean, like it's a given, you know, who Supergirl and John are, and I mean, even Connor, but like uh, the Chinese Superman. I never read a series; so I don't really know what his deal is. It's like, really good. They never bothered explaining it. So, as you said, they're just there. And, like, some characters are more suited, like, Batman's really suited to having his sort of group because of, like, the way of that character's backstory and wanting to sort of have a family of his own, like a surrogate family. Um, and even then, you don't want too many people there. But, like, it just, it doesn't work for every character. Like, not every character. Yeah, I, actually, with, I, I think this for, for every superhero is... Keep it keep it a small number because yeah. you you want you want to explore certain characters deeply, yeah, and not not make the the pool more wider but shallow. Yeah, I think I told you which we disagreed on our issue with like some of Superman's writing. Um, mm-hmm. I find I find Superman's I've liked Superman's writing in the past couple of issues, and I think it helps when he's. Um, I don't know. I just like. When he's like sort of, it's like is is are we writing like a Superman mentoring story or are we doing something else? You know, but um, mm. it's good at the moment. Uh, but from what I understand, like the Superman series, that's just him, right? There's no. Um, it's it's a lot of the big the big focus is like, hey, maybe Lex is kind of a partner now. Yeah, which I like. So I it's, like that. Yeah, angle. yeah. It's working pretty well. And I'm very excited for Mark Wade's Last Days of Lex Luthor. Very excited for Yeah, that. I think that should be good. I'm and... not even that big of a of a Wade Superman guy. Mm. Um but I am I think that one might be like a notch above. Yeah. Yeah, I I I think like for anyone who likes Birthright, like I feel like this is you know mm-hmm. this might be like somewhat of a follow up to that. Like, because I like, a lot of people, I think one of the stronger aspects of Birthright, and I thought there was a lot of strong aspects to Birthright, but I think one of the stronger ones was how they did Lex Luthor and Clark Kent. Sure. Um, so, that's a real treat uh, to look forward to. And I'm also going to be getting Night Terrors, because the the horror and there's Superman is supposed to be in it, so <laughs> I hope I'm not disappointed. Yeah, I really don't know much about that before. Besides, there's some cool covers. Yeah, well... They picked good artists to do them, I guess. Yeah, I think it's its own thing. I don't think it's, like, linked to any crisis or anything, so... Which is nice. good, yeah. yeah God. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, I sort of, like... I don't bother getting events, because they're so... Yeah, diluted. I've kind of stopped that, yeah. Yeah. Every comic book reader kind of gets to a point mm. where they're like, all right, no more. Yeah. I don't have to get everyone. Because it's just, yeah, they need to be more standalone, the events, really, to be worthwhile. And, you know. But uh, anyway, shall 
uh, I think I think that's everything, really. So, oh, are you up to date on Superman and Lois? No. All good. All good. You I'm can gonna... you can spoil something if you want to. Uh, are you positive? Yeah, I don't care. Okay, so look, this is, I've been really enjoying season three. It's been the best season so far. There's like the characters mm-hmm. have had stuff to do. There's been no stupid filler or artificial drama. Um, but. But, 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 this latest episode <laughs> is, like, there's a point where Steel kills someone, and it's, like, a, oh. su- it's a super-powered guy charging at him, and he gets the hammer, and he, like, smacks him under the chin, which kills him. And Steel doesn't have his suit, and he's all beaten up. And, like, Superman and a couple of other people give him crap for it. And I'm just like, hold on, this doesn't feel like, this feels like the writers saying that Steel's unhinged and that was wrong as opposed to mm. genuine conflict. I'm like, Steel doesn't have powers. That guy had... Yeah. That guy could go to toe-to-toe with Superman and was charging Steel, who was already beat up. Like, there's no problem if Steel has to kill him to survive, you know? Yeah, interesting. So... I think, I, not Having not seen the episode... Yeah, I, I I'm curious to when I get there yeah. if it's gonna be if it's gonna feel more like oh Steel's morals aren't this exactly the same as Superman's morals, which is kind of interesting. Well, that's but what I, I'm going I, yeah, for. Yeah, you're right. I I do think that people mischaracterize. Wow, that's a hard word. <laughs> uh, Superman's like no kill rule. Like for me, what's interesting is it's like. If he's like, no, me specifically, I can't kill. Yeah. Because I have, I, I, I kind of have to be, not in a condescending way, but like, I kind of have to be the adult in the room because I'm yeah. the biggest. And, but he, yeah, I don't, I think he's like, he's, yeah, he is pro, like, defend yourself. It was, like it you was said, clearly self defense. Yeah, that's why you, you set up, you know, he wasn't in a suit, this guy was bigger. Yeah, it was clearly so yeah, self-defense. Yeah. And Superman himself in Superman and Lois nearly, like, executed Steel after he threatened his family. I'll always hold that over him. Um, so, you know. But, I'll be um, interested. I, that that doesn't sound, like, like bad to me. I, I'm kind of... I'm, I'm, uh, I'm excited to get to that point. I Well, I, I, I just thought it was bad in the sense that I, f- I felt like the writers were trying to say, oh, yeah. you know, and I... I'm like, well, no, Steel's justified. Why would anyone have a problem with that? Is mm-hmm. you know, but anyway, uh, Steel's probably my favorite in the show, actually. Yeah, he's a highlight. Steel and Jordan are my two favorites. I really like both of them. Um, which is like weird in a Superman show, and Superman's not my favorite, but he's kind of a noodle. <laughs> oh, I really like him. Uh, I mean, uh, he's, he's my favorite there. Yeah, he's good, but uh, he just he just gets beat up a lot, and it's like, how did you sure. how did you survive this long as Superman when you're getting taken yeah, out by yeah, like yeah. thugs? And he, I don't know if you've been listening recently, but I've been going on a tirade on like because you've been going to the Bronze Age, and I'm uh-huh. like, oh wow, Superman can save himself using creative solutions with his powers. Yeah, and he's smart, and he's kind of turned into an idiot lately, where he's like, yeah, I hear you. You know, you ever hear like that? Um, oh gosh, Who, who's the guy? Batman animated series, and then uh, they Bruce did drastically. Yes, there, yeah. there's an interview out with him that was kind of like, oh, when we were making Justice League, 
we kept introducing villains and then it's like, oh, look, this guy can beat up Superman. Mm. And then we realized, Uh, like, oh, we did that move so many times (laughs) that Superman was just weak, you know? Yeah. So that, that's, that kind of is what's going on. It's like, look, oh, these guys are dangerous. They have kryptonite. And then it's like, okay, well, then Superman's like, you've done this move so many times that it yeah. just looks easy to beat Superman. Well, they did that with Iron Fist, too, in Marvel. Like, he became a bit of a jobber because yeah. Iron Fist is, like, this super great fighter. He beat up a dragon with his bare hands. And then they sure. started. he started losing to sort of make people look like a threat. And then it happened too many times, and it's like, well... Beating Iron Fist doesn't mean that much anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so, what an interesting balance, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's a pet peeve of, like, every Iron Fist fan, I think. Because okay. w- when you're a character that's, like, based around being a skilled fighter and you start losing, it's like... Yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, with Superman, it's like... Uh, let him rescue himself sometimes instead of having to be rescued all the time. But... Mm-hmm. Anyway... Shall we fly over to Germany? <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, to fly over to visit Nazi Germany? Yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Up, up, and away. Yeah. So we're here for the Multiversity Masterman, and I straight up recommend that you read this issue, even if you haven't read the Multiversity series. Um, mm. Because... Yeah, should we should we say how it's... how Multiversity is structured? Because yeah. it's a weird... Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, oh, okay, just like... Yeah, I'll do it then. Um, so Multiversity is... There's like a beginning and an end issue which is mm-hmm. like the start and end of a sort of story, but then there's uh, all these issues in between set in different universes, and mm-hmm. like the story kind of loosely seeds through them, and like there's... Very like, loosely. Very loosely. Like, so they all do feel like one-shots. And some are a bit more connected to the main plot than others, but they, yeah. all, refer- they, they all usually reference the main plot in some way, as this one does, but uh, really what these are is they're kind of launching points for these respective universes for other writers to sort of work with later on, mm-hmm. um, which didn't get realised often, and if it did, uh, we'll, we'll talk about what happened with Masterman. Yes. Because it's a tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a grand Shakespearean operatic tragedy like this issue. Um, and... Yeah, so that's so the whole thing is the multiverse is being invaded and like the connective tissue between the multiverse is comics, and in Final mm. Crisis it was music um, slash action comics. So yeah, it's 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 worth reading. Um, but yes. like you, you can read this issue on its own. It it has like a couple of references to the main plot, and obviously if you've read. Final Crisis slash Superman Beyond, you would have more of this character as well. Yeah. But you... the story references so many things, but I don't think any one of the references you would you would clock as like, what am I missing? If yeah, you have none read of them are necessary. Else. Like, it, it's perfectly fine as a standalone. The only the only disclaimer is it doesn't have a real ending. So yeah. 
you know, as again, well, yeah, we should get to that later. I did, I did read, uh, Freedom Fighters in preparation for this. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, that's I, good. I, actually, that's good. I thought it was okay, but, but yeah, yeah, it's okay. Just given like. If it was his own thing, it, it would be okay, but the fact that it's yes, connected to yes. this. Um, yes. But, yeah, so... That, most of the issues... A lot of the issues don't have an ending, though. They have, like, cliffhangers mm-hmm. or just open-ended. Um, and it is a shame that no one really... Like, he built the multiverse and then no one really ran with it that much. I understand Joshua Williamson's yeah. stuff, stuff with it, but I haven't read... Well... It feels like what happened was, like you said, Morrison kind of said, like, hey, these are all, like, set up to be issue ones. Yeah. And if anyone wants to pick up, if anyone wants to write issue two, go ahead. Yeah. Um, And what everyone did was, instead of focusing on one world, they were like, Oh, I want to do. Oh, I'll add to the multiverse too. I'll yeah. add the dark, dark multiverse. I'll add uh, Earth, you know, fifty something. I'll add, you know, whatever was going on in the Lois Lane book. Everyone was like, I'll add onto the universe, I'll, onto the multiverse side of things instead of I want to focus on this world. And none of it's been particularly good. That's the thing. Like, no, it's, it's, it's all made it sloppier. Yeah, we were given like a, a perfect blueprint, and then everyone was kind of like, "Oh, me too. I want to mess with this blueprint too." We got a map, an actual map. Yeah, it was good. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just yeah. Morrison is like, "Hey, I'm the best writer in the business." Well, he didn't say that. I'm saying that I'm the best writer in the business. Here's a map of the multiverse. You know what? Here's a bunch of awesome universes I created. You can use them. I don't claim them. You can use them. And yeah, it's just like. Damn. <laughs> at least at least we have them though you know like... yes they're very good and there is something to like it, maybe it's not great to be like hey writers uh follow what i did yeah but, but they could also sometimes i, I think if, we if need you, to do if, that if, if people did go like yes but yeah. people did go like oh i'll add on to multiversity but they didn't do the right thing yeah yeah there's, so, this issue, the cover is, you know, fun Nazi gold with, like, a a little comic inside it with Superman arm wrestling Uncle Sam. Uh, mm-hmm. super, well, Overman, I should say. We'll be yes. calling him Overman. Um, and it's, like, a little sort of Golden Age style cover. And then we get to the issue with uh, amazing Jim Lee art. Wow, I love Jim Lee. I love I love post two thousand Jim Lee art. Oh, which good. Is, yeah. Uh, like I read because obviously we we you were on for Unchained, which had great art. Yep. And I read yep. Hush recently, and that was just a pleasure on the eyes. So uh, I forgot we already talked about Jim Lee with Unchained, but yeah, mm. I'm 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 pro Jim Lee and and Jim Lee Superman. Some people aren't, but. Yeah, I prefer. I, I I'm not great. the biggest on his classic Superman, but his New Fifty Two Superman and this Superman, yep. I think, were really good. I agree. Um, so and yeah, we Hitler's on the on the toilet, <laughs> or his <laughs> bathroom, as you Americans say. Uh, but yeah, yeah, reading this it's, Superman it's a... comic. 
Yeah. Which, like you said, so the explanation there is that uh, the it, and it goes back to the to the first like classic Flash issue where they introduce mm. the multiverse. It's like one universe's comics are another world out there. Yeah, yeah. The Golden Age Flash was a comic in uh, Barry Allen's universe. So, right. Uh, yeah, and. You know, so we won't really do, like, too much of a play-by-play because we're going to assume you've read it because I told you to. Why haven't you read it? <laughs> um, but, yeah, we get the... So they the Nazis have found Superman's rocket. Uh-oh. <laughs> and they, they're, they like, hitting it with hammers and stuff, which I find funny, and they, uh, like, they open up the pod and there's, like, a kid in there. Mm-hmm. Clark, baby Kal-El, obviously. And they just unload with machine guns and i was just thinking how do they get to the point where they're like okay let's shoot this thing and see if it, <laughs> yeah, you know. it doesn't feel very scientific <laughs> no so but hitler's like oh my god you know this is the superman the overman the great man of history he has been sent to us from the future yes you yes you my remarkable little foe from the stars you are the man of tomorrow the man of iron they use iron instead of steel mm. in this. And then, yeah, we cut to 17 years later and the, uh, everything's, you know, they've taken America. Superman's leading the charge. Overman's leading the charge, sorry. And, yeah, we have Jimmy Olsen kind of narrating throughout this issue. Jurgen. Yes. Jurgen? Jurgen? Um, Jurgen, yeah. So I, don't, I, I was looking for a last name. I assume it's Jurgen Olsen, I guess. Yeah. And they win the war in 1956, which is 17 years after uh, they discovered uh, Superman. And you can see them burning books, and they blow up Abraham Lincoln, and Uncle Sam looks on, and he said, Now, I don't know about you, but I don't like Uncle Sam. <laughs> really? What, what are your thoughts on well, that? Uh, he's, I like him. Yeah, I like Uncle Sam. I, like I said, too, I'm fresh off of Freedom yeah. Fighters, and he's he's got some cool stuff in that. He's got a, uh, there's a book that uh, Alex Ross drew that's an Uncle Sam book. Really? And it's, it's kind of, I think it's supposed to be, like, vaguely the same character. It's obviously Uncle Sam the icon. Yeah. But they're kind of vague of, like, if it's in the DCU or not. He's created by Will uh, Eisner. So there's, there is good Uncle Sam stuff. Will Eisner But obviously there's a disconnect to that. Yeah. Here. yeah. Um, I just... Maybe maybe I need to be American. Maybe that's the whole thing, because he's literally just, like, the, the propaganda sure. America symbol. Um, and I yeah. I, as weird as it is, I don't like how he comes off in this issue either. And this is one of my few exposures to him. Um, uh-huh. not, not that like, you know, he's unjustified in like not wanting to sort of overthrow the regime, but like, uh, I don't like terrorists. <laughs> I don't like any kind of terrorist that like, harms well, civilians. yeah, uh, well, that's, that's, that's kind of the interesting part of that. I think what Morrison's really trying to sell is like, if the bad guys won, 
it's it's a very much like uh, uh, the winners write history mm. story, right? So he's trying to sell like, yeah, if if the Nazis won, this is this this is what American terrorists would feel like, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, I I think it's pretty good. Oh no, absolutely! I think it's good, and I think it adds yeah. you know shades of gray. Uh, like it's not. Uh, cut and clear, black and white, like you would expect. Like uh, Uncle sure. Sam is not a perfect character. Uh, you know, a bit like, uh, well, Batman is a more extreme version in Red Sun, where he's a villain. <laughs> he's like outright villainous mm-hmm. terrorist, like who you think would be doing trying to do the right thing, but he's like a barbaric monster. But uh, mm. similar type of situation, uh, even like, is it where Superman is the one in charge? You know, so um, yeah, that's a good point because if this if this issue was supposed to be like, oh, this is also like a a, a Red Sun mm. homage, right? Then yeah, part of Red Sun is like nobody's really doing great. Yeah, the, when it's extreme circumstances, then it's yeah, everyone kind of gets extreme. Yeah, and we uh, I love this sequence, this dream that he has of Overgirl's death who died sometime during Final Crisis. Um, right. And he's holding a, like, you know, obviously reminiscence of the classic Crisis cover. And I love uh, this. And this is how it's tied into the um, main story, which you wouldn't... It, uh, that that building with eyes is a member of the Gentry, mm-hmm. one of the bad guys who's invading the multiverse. Now, you don't need to know that. This can just be a really haunting dream. Yeah, if you don't read the rest of Multiversity, that's just a nightmare. And I believe that that member of the Gentry represents something like insanity and despair, which is like kind of what he's going through. Like he's in a very dark place. So, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just getting up the Multiversity so I can see exactly what that member of the Gentry represents. Uh, I've I've always kind of been. Oh, I, I love that you kind of know you've you've seen this stuff because I've they really don't go into them in the book. They really just show the visual, and then you're you, you're up to interpreting them. You know, I got it off, Yeah, I got it off Wikipedia, and I think it was in Morrison's annotations as well. Yeah, but unfortunately, he has not done our annotations for this issue yet. So okay. I was spewing because I was like, that would be perfect. Uh, but he, I, he, I mean, I think it, it makes sense what you're talking about. Yeah. He did annotations for up to Pax Americana. So he's done Pax Americana and he hasn't done any more since November, 2022. So, oh man. But, uh, and that's sound, the creaking door, you know, cool nightmare. His name's Carl. Yeah. And he has a yeah. dream every night. that you know and he seems to be married to like some sort of lana equivalent lena and so i like that uh mm. i i think it works to not for it to not be lois oh definitely i don't know why lana's a lot more fitting here yeah because she's she has like the hometown association as well maybe yeah Um, that's yeah he if Lana or if he if it was Lois that means that he branched out, yeah, from what he was raised as, yeah. Because even in I think the Red Sun comic, Lana's from like you know his 
the farm. Right. The communal farms in the Ukraine. So, uh, but it's really just gorgeous art. This whole issue, the art in this whole issue is very grand and bleak. Mm-hmm. You know, lots of dark mm-hmm. colors. Um, A lot of like kind of, yeah, bronzy and very ornate decorations mm, everywhere. Yeah. So, Overgirl, it seems like she died recently. And from my understanding, which means Final Crisis, like his little adventure might have been recent, but they're holding a memorial right. for her. And everyone's sort of commenting on, like, uh, and they'll comment throughout the issue. It's like, oh, you're not over her death yet? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. They say to, uh, they, they explain later, over girl in this universe mm. is a clone of him. It's yeah. not like his cousin. But he, he comes um, to, like, treat her like that. Like, he develops right. this bond So I her. think it, everyone else is so cold because they're just like... Mm. Yeah, come on, dude. What are you... Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not a person. We see people as very specific things. Uh, we see people as one kind of guy. Yeah. And that wasn't it. So what, what, what does it matter? It's also a very Superman thing that he sees her as, you know, a yeah. person. It's kind of our first hint, maybe not first, but that he, he hasn't also, he's not completely, I don't know, there, there's a little bit of, of classic Superman fighting through how oh, he was raised. Yeah, so the, there's this issue really, along with Red Sun, are like the two examples, I think, to go to for the whole nature versus nurture thing. And mm. it's the real answer is it's both. Because Superman yeah. has, he has this inherent goodness in him. But obviously, like, uh, it does depend on his upbringing, like, where he ends up, you know? Yeah. So, like, in this, this story, this Superman, um, he's not, like, at this point, he's not really a Nazi, we should point out. Um, like, he has his own kind of regime, but they're still using swastikas and stuff. But uh, he doesn't follow Hitler's ideology. Um... But he has an inherent goodness in him, which no one else around him seems to. Uh, like, he's a stark yeah. contrast. Should we, we should talk about... So, the, like, the big thing is that they point out he was off Earth yeah. when the Holocaust happened. Yeah. Uh, and then he came back and was like, what the hell did you do? I was gone for, like, three years, he said. And it, like, yeah. this sort of... And what you can, from all the bodies you see, it's this mass extermination. Like, I'm sure this this would have been the extermination if they won. Like, you know, so not not just the Jews, but, like, everyone. Um, I think, like, getting exterminated. Uh, and I, that, obviously, that still haunts him. And, mm-hmm. like, that, so there's, there's a couple of points there. Is like, I think what Grant might be saying is, A... Is Superman Superman if he is complicit or around while that's happening and he doesn't do anything, mm. regardless mm. of his upbringing? And B, like, would we be able to sympathize with this character if he was around, you know? Yeah. During that, so... Because I think what it is is you were saying, like, oh, well, he's not a Nazi. I... I think the the complication is he is, but 
he just believed in like you know what I mean like mm. like in thirties Germany they weren't saying like oh we're guess what we're gonna do we're gonna exterminate that wasn't like in the yeah. speeches real and until you know later you know it's it was it was more that he believed the stuff that was yeah. like oh this is gonna be great for the economy we're really we're really community based and like uplifting. I mean, Our people, yeah. Yeah, that's what he bought into, and he kind of turned a blind eye to the other stuff until he couldn't anymore. And, you know, Hitler is known as being one of history's, you know, great speakers, like charismatic. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he ra- like, he rallied the whole country into this insane, you know. So, um, Superman's been around this guy from birth. Yeah. Know? And, but I think, I think... I guess, yeah, poor choice of words on my part. He might still be a Nazi, but I think he's not... He doesn't follow that ideology. No, yeah, I think ideology. everyone knew what you meant. Um, yes, he, yeah. he didn't... Yeah. And I think, like, it's to the extent where he just... His empathy has kind of taken over. Um, and, like, he is... From what I understand, he's actually feeding information to the Freedom Fighters, right? He's the leak. Yeah, I, I was trying to figure that out. I, I felt like, because, yeah, they talk about, I think it is it is supposed to be up for debate. Because, mm. so, Jürgen, Jürgen Olsen talks about, uh, some a, a few characters maybe reference, like, the betrayal. Yeah. Um, and someone is, is leaking information, but it, I think it's, it's a, you could say that someone else in the team is also mm. doing it. it. It's obviously a thing that was supposed to be explored later down the line. Yeah, the the Wikipedia says that Superman is the leak, but obviously, yeah, that that's still taken with a grain of salt. It's still a secondary source. I, yeah, so. I think it's supposed to be debatable. Yeah, I think it would make sense either way. Uh, if he is right, the leak, right. I don't think he would be expecting them to go to the lengths they went to. At the end, yeah, that's the thing. He seems surprised. That, well, no, he doesn't. There is one thing where they point out he wasn't surprised. I think he wasn't. But, yeah, yeah, you're right. He wasn't surprised that there was something happening, but he was surprised at the outcome. Um, yes, I think. Yeah, because like, he seems to be stuck in between these two extremes. So, like, this is going on the thread as assuming he is the leak is he wants to sort of undo this damage that he's done mm-hmm. or that he feels that they've done. So he's providing information to this rebellion, um, you know, who want equality and stuff like that. And, but he, he doesn't realize he's like, it's like you're supplying information to another group of extremists. They're kind of cut from the mm-hmm. same cloth as you and the lengths they'll go to, to sort of win their cause. So Superman wants like a moderate, I think he wants a moderate approach, but it's like it's the the situation's at a boiling point where he's in over his head, and there's mm. just going to be bodies no matter what he does. Like we find out, uh, you know, at the end, Metropolis is almost leveled. <laughs> yeah, because of the freedom fighters. So I love how they point out too that like, oh, the other people we we've beaten up, it's it's Starro, it's Conjaro. Yeah, they still it's have Star-Ro, like a. They still had like a sort of superhero career, you know. Right, and and all those things are like it's cut and clear. Mm. Hey, if an alien comes here, it's not that complicated. Beat up that alien. Yeah. 
yeah, and every and everyone is everyone gives Superman crap for his conscience. <laughs> uh, yeah, Leatherwing is like you know, um, like Superman. He openly says like the shame of our past. You know, mm-hmm. these these terrorists have a legitimate gripe, and then you know, Batman, uh, who's descended from Von Hammer, the scientist. You know, uh, I don't. Oh, is that about... a real guy? Uh, no, Von Hammer was at the start of this issue. Oh, oh I not... didn't even catch that. That's like, okay, go on. <laughs> I just, I just never <laughs> noticed that. No, that's all good. Um, and so Batman's like, oh, you know, my family was justified in what they did. I don't feel bad. Blah blah. Leatherwing, I should say, is his name. And Aquaman yes. is Underwater Man now, which I like. Uh huh. And Very so, cool armor on Underwater Man, by the way. Yeah. So I would say Aquaman's probably Arthur Curry, right? Or Underwater Man. Yeah. He's probably the same He guy. probably has a different name, but mm. he probably has like an Atlantean name, I would think. Yeah. Oh, maybe not. But he's... Yes, he's the, he's the one guy. The, their Wonder Woman equivalent, Broomhilda, is probably not Diana. Yeah. Uh, Flash is a is a woman. Green you Lantern. Know. So yeah, every, really everyone's different with Green Lantern. Yeah, but I'm assuming because Hal Jordan is specifically American. I'm assuming Green Lantern is. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know actually, but uh, or know, he was just yeah. That went. Batman... Martian Manhunter is is mm-hmm. white. It seems like it, he purposely does not want to show his skin as a different color. That's that's a yeah, that's a nice detail actually. Yeah. Yeah. You got Red Tornado there. Do you? He's in the... That's that's him, right? In the back? At the Eagle's Nest? Uh, da, 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 da. Let me get to that page. That would, um... Oh, yeah. You're right. Isn't that... And that's, that's classically, like, who always betrays <laughs> the Justice League, right? So that, maybe that's the leaker. But maybe he's a red herring. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so saw that line from Leatherwing, Underwater Man, please, no moralizing. Yeah, yeah. So that this is so. Yeah, I don't know how much you encounter this in Australia, but this is an extremely American thing to be like, "Don't make me feel guilty about slavery. I wasn't born yet." And it's Overman's point is very much like, "Do you not see that?" It's still like in a. Everything we have is because, you know, that happened. You know, even if you didn't do it, you still benefit from it. Yeah. You know, even if it's not actively going on, you still your whole base is is on is created from that. Yeah, Australia had a like we have a different history. Um, like obviously Mm -hmm. we we have problems in our history when it comes to you know, settling and what we did to the indigenous people. But it's like, it's right. A, it's a, that's, that's a big part of this too. Different basket of eggs. Like we didn't, we didn't have like the whole slavery thing going on. Like we enslaved the indigenous for stuff initially, but, um, we but that, that's, that's it, very much what this, I think this is also a, a, like I said, that's a very American thing too, though. It's like, mm. Hey, don't make me feel bad that we, 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 Pretty much, we did pretty much do a uh, a genocide on our indigenous people. Yeah, it's it's weird. But, um, and it's, yeah, and it's like, but it's still, even it's not about feeling guilty. I think it's about realizing like 
you are still benefiting from that. Yeah. Yeah. From what happened. Yeah. And you, yes, it's not crazy to be like, let's correct a little bit. Right. There's definitely parallels with America, but uh, what what Underwater Man says here is interesting. Um, yeah. You know, my people only escaped the same fate because the SS believed Atlantis was the root of the Aryan race. Mm-hmm. And it turns out the Atlanteans fought on, I believe, the Allies' side for most of the war. Yes, for most, yeah. Hmm. So, Which is another interesting, like, the the winner's right history kind of line is yeah. when Leatherwing's talking about, like, you were on the wrong side of history for most of it. So yeah. don't you don't start moralizing, because we're obviously the right people. Yeah. Which, again, is rich coming from Batman, because he wasn't around <laughs> during that time, and he's talking yeah. about it, like, with with these two people that probably were around. Um, so he's talking about it like, Hey, you were on the losing side. Yeah. He's, he's a, yeah, he knows the history, but yeah, you're right. Mm. He's, he's disconnected. And Wonder Woman's very, you know, raw kill. Uh, well actually, no, that's just how the art's drawing. They're pointing out they have weapons from a parallel universe. Uh, so this does, uh, the, the Captain Marvel Thunder family or whatever is one of the more, I don't want to say important, but like one of the issues that links more into the main plot yeah. than everything else. Yeah. Because Dr. Savannah, who's like the main bad guy for Captain Marvel is like running around these parallel universes and messing with them. And this is how he's interfering in this one. He's giving weapons to the freedom fighters. Uh, I can't remember why, but he's doing it. He's <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'd have to reread thunder. Maybe he's trying to weak. Cause yeah. he's, he's with the gentry. Is he, or am I misremembering? I can't remember. Either yeah, way, yeah, that sounds that sounds right. It would make there's like a league. Yeah. There's a league of savannas. Uh, the same way, you know, there's mm. like the recent Kang movie. Like, yeah. So he's. I don't. I don't remember the benefits either. But yeah, it it is. It's it's specifically this world savanna. It makes uh, yeah. Giving, yes. And it would make sense. To I wanted to point that out because he does like blend in. It's it's not like the class. It's not T Savannah. It's not. Mm. Uh, it's not the Snake Savannah just inserting himself in here. You know. Yeah. Well, so obviously he would want to destabilize the planet, like the the ruling. Yes. You know the 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 Justice League would be the most powerful defensive force at this planet would have so destabilizing them by basically you know giving insurgents these weapons and causing conflict would mm. be a pretty sensible strategy so um who i don't recognize this guy they're interrogating oh no uh, that's a uh, human bomb uh so we should oh yeah we should we should mention i forgot to look up the company so all of these characters on earth 10 are it's it's a it's a, a charlton character situation yeah. where it's like dc had bought this company um and then they decided oh okay all the superheroes that we bought from this company which included plastic man is the big one they got from it and blue beetle as well right well no blue so i'm saying blue beetle was charlton Oh, <laughs> uh, this this was. I'm I'm sorry. I, I I forgot the company that they bought this from. 
uh, quality comics. Right. So it's it's the same situation. All the quality comics characters they designated to Earth Ten, and then there was an early multiverse story with like the JSA where they visit um, Earth Ten, and that's okay. where they establish like the Nazis won in Earth Ten. Oh. Uh, yeah, but there wasn't like a Nazi Justice League. It was just the Freedom Fighters versus right. You know the regime. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Right. So, we cut to, after that little conference and interrogation, we cut to uh, Wonder Woman talking with Superman. Superman's, you know, morose again. Uh, well, he's always morose, I should say. But, um, <laughs> you know, he's uncomfortable with the whole situation, and Wonder Woman's like, they're worried about you, and Overman goes... You know, I was sure sure we could somehow outrace our past, that mountain of dead. But sometimes I just think, what if we deserve this? And then one woman mm. basically calls him a soft cock and <laughs> walks off. <laughs> like, you know, I won't play nursemaid to a wounded man of iron. Don't let your don't let our enemies know how you've changed. They can smell weakness, which is again a pretty funny mirror on regular one woman, who is very compassionate. Yeah, uh, and she this chick's like, no, nah, I'm not having any of that weakness. Yeah. And again, you we know, can say again, yeah. this, this isn't Diana. It doesn't look like. Yeah, it's it definitely not Diana because she doesn't have the right hair, doesn't have the right visit, uh, like facial features. Because we've seen mm -hmm. Jim Lee draw Diana, so. Mm. Um. And. Yeah, we cut, and this, yeah, we, this is where we find out that Dr. Zavan is supplying the Freedom Fighters with superheroes as well. With uh, yeah. that technology. Cool idea. Yeah. So, yeah, then we get the interview with Overman and Jürgen, Jürgen, whichever one. Um, and it's interesting, like, because the world is, uh, as they describe it, a utopia. So there's like, there's no conflict or anything and everyone's like living happily from what we see. Mm -hmm. Um, the only unhappy person we really see is Superman and the terrorists. So, but like, obviously they cut to an average household and everyone there's white and they have a dog. Very right. much, very much like, I mean, the guy's even smoking a pipe. It's very re reminiscent of like the nuclear family in the fifties, you know? Yeah. So... But the fact that they're still there shows uh, maybe it's, like, there's only white people, the rest are oppressed, I'm not sure. Like, I don't... Right, right. Nah, yeah, that's absolutely the point. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. The majority is doing great because we, yeah, exterminate everyone else. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, everyone else got killed, basically. You're right. Um... And Superman has publicly expressed regret in the past for the ethnic and ideological purges of the Hitler era. Mm. Um, and this is where we find that uh, very nicely done flashback. I like how it's a sort of, what is it, like a film reel almost? Mm -hmm. Those panels, it's all in black and white, except for his eyes and the, I want to say S, lightning bolt, whatever. But yeah, very, yeah. very cool looking. Yearly performance of the Ring Cycle, which is Wagner, right? Uh, 
uh, so the the ring cycle uh, it's German heroic well, yeah it's it's Richard Wagner and it's a it's about Siegfried or part of it's about Siegfried the German hero and it's like a mm. part of their lore and it's like a very uh, and I think Wagner was very nationalistic as well so well, that's where uh, Broomhilda's from too isn't it which is the Wonder Woman's name on this earth oh yeah maybe yeah it's, it's finally I think it is. Uh, she is, yeah. Um, you know, I've they play the ring cycle here every year. Uh, no, we're not Nazi Germany, but um, the ring cycles uh, opera I've always really wanted to see. And mm. but it's like expensive because it's three nights of opera. So anyway, uh, that that's just me saying I really want to see the ring cycle see an opera so, yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah probably would be cool must be nice to be able to yeah, afford going to the opera yeah yeah well it's, it's not even really an upper class thing here it's just it's expensive because it's the ring cycle is three or four nights that's why it's so expensive because it's so long ah. so because mm. they they like they want people to go to the opera here like they want everyone to experience arts and culture oh yeah so, you got the big opera house <laughs> In Sydney, yeah, yeah, where Ray is. Yeah, um, that's like your big thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that and the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Uh, okay. Yeah, maybe Ray can go for me and take his phone and record it. <laughs> mm. But he's languishing in the Phantom Zone. He's not getting out anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, so oh yeah, Superman and his wife. This was a f- funny sequence, I guess. Uh, because, oh yeah, and this this is where they bring up like she, the the uh, Kara Obergirl wasn't even human, you know. Ten days of mourning—that's yeah. a bit much. She's basically saying, and she's she's like, so that he seems to have been giving her this dust from Krypton, which like slows her aging, but it's about to run out, and like she goes. You know, she loses at him. She's like, uh, it's about to run out. And like, cause Superman's been telling you this whole time. There's only, there was only ever a limited supply from a planet now dust. You've been using it for 25 years. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, you can save the world, but you refuse to save me. You're not even a man anymore. Look at me. <laughs> sure. and I th- uh, I, I, like it's not funny, but, I, you know, it was a bit of like, I, I found it humorous it's her because coming out, it's yeah. just how ridiculously vain she is and the fact that she's blaming yes. him, you know? It's, it's, it's a perfect, like, encapsulation of this issue. It's like, yeah, you can it can look perfect for a little bit. You know this isn't a sustainable mm. thing. No, that, that's a good pickup. Yeah, you're right. Well, I'm very smart and I kind of pick up on metaphor. <laughs> oh, you're very smart. Have you read Hermit yet? Huh? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Oop, my donuts. Um, I really like that line though. We're all ghosts to you. When you're gone, when we're gone, you'll still be here. And he's a very haunting expression on his face. Yeah. Um, he's like, it's not like that. I'm sorry you see that way, but it is kind of like that. I th- I think at this point. Um. Mm. But yeah, she. They don't. They don't go together. Well, they they do. I don't know, but they're arguing. But uh, yeah, Superman's checking the eagle's nest, which I think is like could be a little, little uh, bit of evidence for the 
idea that he is the mole. Um, yeah. But he could also just be checking the eagle's nest to see what's going on up there. So, But it's like a very suspicious look on his face. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Leatherwing and Aquaman uh, get surprised by the human bomb, who proceeds to blow up the section of the watchtower they're in. Uh, I don't know if that kills them or not. Oh, yeah, I guess, I, yeah, we don't see him later. Yeah, so it could kill them or, it. you know. Yeah, I I just assumed from the structure of superhero stuff, they live, but, I think yeah, we, this could have been their death. Leatherwing could have died. I feel like Underwater Man's pretty tough, but, you know, it is the vacuum of Man, space, they, so. The human bomb is so cool. <laughs> is he? It's just, he's just, he's, well, I mean, as a like, he's, mm. he's such a cool design, it's such a cool power. It's a very, uh, mm. very dramatic power set. Yeah. When was? I wonder when he was. Him and Bomb was created. Because if that was an idea, he's, so he's then, another. Wow. Yeah, he he's like a '40s character or something. Yeah, he doesn't. Him and Bomb. That's like it's it's almost like a Silver Age idea in the '40s. He was from. Uh... What I was talking about. What yeah, I, I already forgot the name of that. <laughs> yeah. But no, not Charleston. Oh, Quality Comics. <laughs> Quality Comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other one. 1941. Yeah. Um, but we're at the production of The Ring Cycle. Um, and if I was in this universe, knowing my luck, this would be the only one I could get to, and then I would blow up. So, <laughs> but yeah, so the, we have Jürgen narrating and he's like, you know, I saw him tense, felt the static charge of his muscles as they tightened. It was as if he knew what would happen next, as if it were all as predictable, as familiar as Wagner's score. Then Uncle Sam comes out and uh, what I found interesting is they have cities on Mars and the moon. Uh, yeah. Superman's empire, which, um... Like, it's it's comics, so, you know, they have technology we don't access to, but, yeah, I don't... I don't know if they were that uh, technological in, like, normal DC, where they just casually had cities on Mars and the moon, so... Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, so... That Jürgen, so basically what the Freedom Fighters do, because the human bombs are, is they bring the watchtower down, the eagle's nest, and, you know, Superman flies up to it, and Jürgen thinks that Superman's, like, letting it fall, he's putting on an axe, but I don't think that's the case at all, I think he's legitimately trying mm -hmm. to stop it from landing, because if it does, a lot of people, including his wife, are going to die... No, he's he's definitely distraught over what's going on. Yeah, so I think I think it's like what I said before. If he was, if he is the mole, if like he didn't yeah. know that this would be the length that they would go to in their plot when yeah. he gave him the information. Like, because all they did last time was like blow the glass out and blow out a candle, you know. <laughs> so this is like <laughs> uh, they blow up Metropolis. Like it lands and Metropolis gets leveled, and Superman's just you even see a pram there you know and you know superman is left at the end of the issue just in ashes basically like looking completely 
distraught, and that's where yeah. the issue ends. And boy, uh, it sucks if you don't, like, because when I read this for the first time, I was like, oh my god, that's the end? What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's not more? But uh, what a what an issue it was. It's uh, I've mentioned before, it's my favorite alternate version of Superman. I find him so compelling. Mm. And... What do you think of... Uh, we could... I... Not to diverge from this issue too much, but when they, when when he comes up in other stuff, and other writers just write him as straight up another evil Superman. Uh, well, that that's like a that's usually not him, right? So that like before this version of Overman was created, it was the generic evil version. Um, but... so there, there's a, oh man, I wonder if I'll be able to find it. There's a Justice League comic that came out not long ago where it is just straight up like, oh yeah, he's a Nazi. Are you serious? Well, that's, yeah, that's yeah. awful. That's just, that's like... It's it's a, it's a, um, it's not a mainline Justice League book. Right. Uh, I'll see if I can find it. Go ahead. I think, well, there's Let's a, about there's a real thing where like, in the hands of a poorer writer, that's, that's what this would be. Uh, if... Because Superman was yeah. tied with the Nazis at one point, he's automatically evil forever, and yeah. that—that's just the sign of a poor writer to me, or a, a writer who doesn't have the chutzpah to, like, you know, write him as a complicated character. Mm. Uh, like, because mm. he's, and again, like the idea is, I I subscribe to the belief on my end that he is the mole. Um, yeah, and I believe that he genuinely wants an end to the tyranny and he wants what's best for everyone. And like, even if he's not the mole, you know, he wants what's best for everyone anyway, because he's constantly going on about the shame he feels and what we did was horrible. And, you know, he was absent for the Holocaust. So writing him as a two dimensional evil character, I think is like a huge misstep. Like, yes. Yeah. Well, I, I don't think either of us are saying like, he's great either. No, I'm not. I'm not like endorsing. Yeah, it's it's a very much. It, it's an interesting situation. It's more interesting than than average, evil Superman. Well, everyone can get redemption. That's one of the ideas of Superman. You know, mm. and like no matter what you've done, you know, you can have that second chance to redeem yourself. And that's mm. well, while he's not talking about redeeming himself, he is talking about undoing like this damage. And this horrible ideology. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it even came up in a recent issue of Action Comics. If he dies now, he'll never get the chance to become better. Right. You know? So, and I think that's true of. There's some genuine monsters in real life, but I think a lot of a lot of people conceived in monsters as monsters are just made out of fear and ignorance. Yeah. Um, you know. It's, it's not a good situation. So, and like, I'm not, I'm not endorsing these people or anything. Like I'm not endorsing current Nazis or racists or bigots or school shooters or any of these like people, but there's just, yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like you go back to like the nurture versus nature thing is like, mm. man, there is, there is very much a like, how much can you blame someone for like how much they've kind of been indoctrinated into like what they were born into and what 
what's been repeated to them as a kid over and over and over. Yeah. And if they, you do have should like open the door for like, if you want to change your mind, you've kind of, you know what I'm trying to say. Have you have you heard of Daryl Davis? No. Okay, so he's a he's a black musician, and he's mm-hmm. converted. He's been responsible for the conversion of something like over 200 clan members. Wow. And even the head of the National Socialist Party at one point, aka the Nazi Party. And what he says is like, there's, you know, there's genuinely bad people there, but like a lot of people are just, it's fear, ignorance, and their upbringing. And it's obviously yeah. it's like a lot of reasons it can happen and a lot of political yeah. reasons, but like, it's possible. It's, it's possible to it's, change, it's, it's, you know? What I'm tra- it's, it's so much of like those people I think are, it's their parents say something to them over and over again. Yeah. And it's like, you can't blame a child. Yeah. And then, but then that child grows up and then that's when they start have to, yeah. Yeah. Then that's when they have to like start making their own choices. And sometimes they don't and they just continue to assume what their parents told them. Well, and at that point they might be, well, it's just, it's their surroundings, everything. It's like everyone, everyone needs to be educated and everyone needs to learn how to have proper discourse and conversation. Um, you know, like I, I get a lot of heat sometimes, um, but it's like, uh, again, they're they're genuinely bad people out there. Like, don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but like, I just I think a lot of the problem now is everyone's so tribal and about attacking the other side. There's no conversation going on. There's no mm-hmm. understanding. Um, uh, again, uh, you know. I feel like that's what Superman's about too. This is one of the reasons, you know, it's the reason I do like Superman and like he embodies those qualities mm-hmm. of giving people a chance and stuff. And yeah, that's why I, I sympathize with this version of the character. I don't write him off as bad. Um, mm-hmm. and I think he's like heading in a good place. We get continuation, but yeah, they also, the way they, he's contrasted around everyone else. Like everyone else is a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> compared to yeah. him as well so man it'd be it'd be a lot easier to enjoy this character too if if this did continue because it seems mm. like where this would have gone is if somebody would have continued with i'll say carl's story yeah uh he would have ended up with like a different suit and like a uh, like a different name at the end you know yeah See, if if this went on to six issues, at the end of number six, he might have gone by Superman. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, similar things have happened, like in uh, Darkseid. Right. Uh, which which was an inferior book, but, like, similar idea. Right. Um, you know, and, like, I, yeah, I, but one of the things I think someone brought up is, like, who would you trust besides Morrison to write the rest of this? Uh, like, is there anyone... Man. You know, we we brought up Lost earlier, but, like, Christopher Priest probably could be pretty good. Because mm. he, he's got, like, kind of this... For better or worse, he's a very much information-based writer. Yeah. And he, he's... I think he's got a... Maybe I'm wrong that he has, like, a... I don't think he does have a journalist past. That's someone else. But he's, he's a very... I think that's Straczynski you're thinking of. 
Yeah, he's he's a very smart guy. Yeah. Though, and he's 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 up to date on social issues, and I I think he would actually do very well. Yeah. With this, but uh, yeah, somebody who puts in a little bit more thought. Absolutely. Yeah. You need you need a thoughtful. Because I I would even <laughs> say like Morrison's not even like the greatest uh person to start talking about like I don't know different like race issues in here, which mm. he kind of doesn't touch on too much. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. So another writer can do like not the exact same thing, but explore this world in a in a more nuanced way. Yeah. Nuance. Great with word. different angles. Yeah. We need yeah. a, you need a writer with nuance for this because this this issue is full of nuance and unfortunately, yes. it's like I said, like comics and stuff. They just have so many. Superman has so many different people looking for so many different things in a Superman comic, right? So, right. yeah, uh, you, you Superman is has popcorn comics. He has thoughtful comics, and yes. sometimes they can clash, and you get the wrong writers or the everything's mismatched, but. Um, yeah, so, well... Do you want to talk about what happened with Freedom Fighters? Yeah, I was about to say, let's talk about Freedom Fighters, which I basically regard okay. as non-canon to this story in my head. Like, so... Yeah. <laughs> so it, it it does feel like... So it was Robert Vendetti. Yeah. Uh, it, it It's such a weird tone of, like, I don't think he wanted it to be canon. It's a very weird balance of like, okay, I'll make that stuff technically true, but I, think I maybe won't. editorial wanted to link it to this. Probably, because that would make I, sense I think, if he. Wants... I think it was it was mm. maybe like, hey, we Nazis are in the news. We want a superhero versus Nazi stories. We have the Mastermen. We have uh, the Freedom Fighters, and I think he was like, I kind of want to do my own thing, and they're like, well, multiversity just happened, and he was like. Okay, how do I work around? Yeah, it's it's because Superman's not even in it. Like he, they mentioned no at, at one point, like after this happened, that he just went off planet. Like he just yeah. Left. So the big thing, the big thing, if people haven't read it, spoilers is like their Overman. They reveal that it's uh, robot. Their version of Hank Henshaw. Mm. And so it, it's it's a way to keep having bad guy Superman. Uh, but it's not complicated. Yeah. He's, yeah. No, he's a cartoon villain, and he's like... Yes. He, he's yes. a puppet of the Nazis for the public. Yes, um, which I will say, to defend it, there's a battle sequence between Uncle Sam and Cyborg Overman that is very cool and mm -hmm. very satisfying, but it, it's a different thing. It's no longer an interesting discussion. Yeah, it's, so it's, yeah, it's just a mismatch. I um I screenshotted a a thing from this book that uh when we talk about like oh it's it's like not even canon. <clears throat> so there's there's a line in here that said it's it's um what's her name? It's not Phantom Woman. But it's it's uh it's it's the the uh the one member of the team, it's a woman in like a green cloak and she makes portals. Oh, Enchantress? No, no. Um, whatever. It, it's 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 a it's something Portal like Phantom. <laughs> yeah, Portal Lady. Uh, so she's talking to Uncle Sam, and she she says, "We tried bringing you back once before, 
And then there's an asterisk, and it says, as seen in Multiversity Masterman number one. But we lost the Ray, the second human bomb, and Dollman. Which is like... Huh? <laughs> what did... Yeah, why did they... What is... When they, okay, when they say, we tried bringing you back once before to Uncle Sam. Did you get that in Multiversity at all? No. I, yeah, it was very, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. It's very yeah. strange. It's very strange how it's like, hey, they, I don't know. It's it's a very, mm. they they didn't want to, this to be issue two of Multiversity. And it's not. Yeah. Which makes it easier to sort of disconnect them, really. Yes. Which is a good yes, thing. They, you, should, um, you should view them as separate things. You know, uh, maybe someone wrote some really good fanfic of a sequel. Um, I don't know. But, sure. uh, you know, another thing about Overman um, is something to be said about his character, I think, his strength of character, um, uh-huh. or inner, you know, the inner goodness lying dormant or whatever, um, is he was one of the, he was one of the five champions Superman chosen to save the multiverse oh. and Superman beyond. Now, I know Ultraman was also chosen, but he was chosen for a specific reason, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so I think that says something that he was chosen with them. And him and yeah, Captain Marvel have that line where Captain Marvel's like, I don't like Nazis when he's in his kid form, which I thought was funny. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Very cool. Have yeah. you read um, Final Crisis recently? I read it once, and that was around the time we did episode 100, so I think that was like towards the end of last year. But so I... that was... Overman's first appearance, yeah. right? Yeah. And so he, he wasn't much in that, though, was he? It, it just kind of showed the he was, he was more crisis in... homage holding over girl, and that was maybe it, and then in the background one time. Well, he decounts Superman beyond as part of Final Crisis? No, I'm just talking about Final Crisis proper. Okay, no. he's Yeah, like he's... He's seen holding the body of Overgirl at one point, and I think okay. he shows up with the other Superman at the end, I think, to help burn Mandrak. Um, yes. But Superman Beyond is where he's, like, proper in. Yes. But what an interesting thing to introduce this character that's very, at first glance, it is evil Superman. Yeah. And then kind of reveal much later that it's a very... I don't know. It's it's a cool. It's a, such an interesting thing that every background Superman in that Morrison has thought of a whole world for. I think. Yeah. You know. Well, that that Overman's very introduction is Overman, guilt-ridden champion of Earth Ten, where Nazis won the Second World War. So he's already. Oh, betray- okay. He's already betrayed he as a conflicted. Guilt-ridden. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, and you know he seems to act well. Like he doesn't act evil in Superman Beyond. So right, yeah. But he's just speaking German and Superman Beyond. He, yeah, he's probably he's he's got probably less than five lines in that. He's uh he has a few lines because uh he he's attacked by um Monitor Lady because you know the mm. monitors are vampires and he's like arguing with Billy Batson and stuff. Uh, so he he has about as much time as the others. Uh, I think like Ultraman, Superman, and they have the most time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, pro- he probably does have, like, the least amount of words out of all of them, but I 
I thought, yeah, he had a decent role. He wasn't just like a All background right. thing. Uh, Alright. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, back to this issue. Great issue, great series. Um, I recommend mm-hmm. reading this issue. Like I said at the start, you should have read it. And uh, Multiversity is great too. Uh, I okay. Personally, I recommend Final Crisis and then Multiversity. If you want more of like the Superman overman stuff, because Final Crisis mm. has a lot is a lot more Superman focused than Multiversity is. And personally, I thought Multiversity is the weaker of the two in terms of a story. Um, wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I definitely. Uh, it's it's on the lower side of my Morrison rankings. Really. Yeah. Multiversity is in the, as a whole. Yeah, I'm shocked. I love multiversity. I mean, I really like it. Uh, it's sure. just I, I thought it just uh, kind of did Final Crisis, but worse for me. So wow, like I found Final Crisis more interesting and okay. Uh, I de- I definitely preferred like Mandrak to the Gentry. I found that okay. Um. That's fair. And better uh, villain, in. yeah, yeah, and like the nature of multiversity as well is different. Like some standalones are better than others, um, but mm. like the standalones were the best part of multiversity for me. So, well, multiversity very much. Uh, Final Crisis is a, a famously confusing comic. Yeah, and multiversity is very much a. It's more straightforward. It's it's a we'll explain everything. Yeah. Like you said, it's it's the it's the giving the map, literally. Yeah. 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 That's the clash of people who want different kinds of comics and having Grant Morrison head your like. Maybe the usual Morrison heads aren't the you know main event readers <laughs> for mm. so like that's kind of funny how that happened. Let's get Grant Morrison to go crazy on, like, a main event, and then everyone's like, what the hell is this, bro? Uh, so, you know. Yeah, I love both. I, I would actually say, if you want to start with multiversity and then go back and read all the multiverse stuff, I think a lot of more stuff will, will hit you the first time you read it. Mm. You can you, That's how I did it. I read multiversity first, then I read Final Crisis. So Final Crisis, okay. I think was easier to understand yeah than you might have actually um, had a leg up uh in the, in your first experience reading final crisis having a map of the multiverse when you're reading final crisis is pretty handy um yeah. and the other thing that was there was some things in multiversity that i didn't completely get until i read final crisis like the mm. the monitor okay. the monitor you know the monitor superhero nicks something Oh yeah, sure. Like Nick he's Tom. yeah, he's introduced. So cool. In what an underrated character. <laughs> yeah, but he's yeah. introduced in Final Crisis. So if you haven't, I was very lost with his character in Multiversity. Like I didn't know who he was, and it I think it sort of expected you to know who he was from Final Crisis. So that was like the okay. only downside. But other than that, like I think either way's fine, really. Um, just read them both. You know, they're both good. Yeah. Just make sure when yeah. you read Final Crisis, you look for that uh, 
it's not just one to seven it's one to seven and superman beyond and resistance like you have to grant morrison's even talked about it the order you need to read final crisis in so make sure you do that because you cannot read it without those other issues i mean the, the like literally the one of the main you know the end bad guy is in superman beyond and if you're so you know that's where he's introduced uh and then, like, like Final Crisis Seven is basically Superman Beyond Three, <laughs> so <laughs> you know. But anyway, this is all good stuff. Uh, Adam, do you have anything to add about this issue? No, I, th- I think we covered it all. Uh, yeah, I I would just yeah, I wish um, when people handle this guy in the future, it's it's not the evil Superman number twenty whatever. Yeah. It, so it, I, yeah. I hope I hope I actually hope we keep using this universe. It's still relevant, you know. It's still cool. So yeah. great issue. I it's it's a it's a it's a very good multiversity issue. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was my favorite issue in multiversity, but the, there was a lot of really good issues in multiversity, so Yes. You know. Um so we do have feedback from Rebecca. Who was who's been on the show a bit recently? It's my co-host on Iron Fist, and uh, this is what she has to say. I think it's Morrison really flexing how good a writer he is to be able to juggle Superman as a tool of the Nazi regime, but still having enough good in him to turn and realize the horrors of the world the Nazis created. Justice mm-hmm. League all had interesting takes. Freedom fighters seem less well drawn. Uh, the story is all Superman's, and even as someone Jewish, I respect the story and really love it. Mm. Uh, yeah, thanks very much for your feedback. I have a quick question. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite freedom fighter? Me? Um, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I don't. I do think they are cool. I I think you, you, you blew past them because you're not interested in them, but they, they're, they're, they're pretty neat. Yeah, I mean, the, the only freedom fighters I know who are in the freedom fighters are Uncle Sam and the Human Bomb from this issue you don't even go like oh that guy looks cool uh uh, let me have a look (laughs) doll man doll man's cool uh i like they mentioned there he's a jehovah's witness in this world yeah no i liked those guys (laughs) those two i liked them they're my favorites all right they had they smiled and they're like uh we're pacifists. I thought that was neat. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's my favorite members. Um, yeah. Well, do we want to do ratings? Sure. Um. Uh, what do you you do them out of ten, five? Yeah, I usually come up with a gimmick. Uh, yeah, but I, yeah, we don't want anything too. Uh... No, there's a lot of bad <laughs> things I could do. Uh, yeah. Let's do, let's just do human bombs out of 10. All right. I would give this, I'm going to give this like a a 9.5. Yeah. Uh, I, man, it's, 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 it's a lot. It's a, it's a dense thing. Um, I don't know. I, I wish I wish that it was 
I don't know what I'm is trying it the to lack say. Of it, ending it, that's like No, no. I think actually that's kind of pulled off kind of well. It's yeah. it's more of a you can't explore everything in one issue. Yeah. If that makes sense. But yeah. the ending itself I kinda like. Yeah. Fair but enough. I can't blame I yeah, I can't blame Morrison for like, hey, you didn't tackle every issue with Nazis in in yeah, in X we, amount of pages. It was meant to be followed up on it, just didn't. Yes, get yes, that. yes. So Yes. Um But yeah, very very high rating for me. Yeah. Uh I'll I'll do I'll you know, not not surprising for my Grant Morrison Superman ratings, I'm gonna smack a ten on it. Uh yeah. give LSK seal of approval for this comic, like I did with All Star, Superman Beyond, and Grant Morrison's action comics, I believe they were all tenors. So nice, uh, nice. Like for what you know, again, like if we're looking at it as a complete story, no. But like for what it set out to do, and for what the issue is, I think it's perfect. I nice. can't think of anything wrong with it. Um, again, like the shortcomings of it are not due to the issue itself; it's due to just again, like it the was structure didn't yeah. get a sequel was supposed to so yeah um i love the artwork artwork's brilliant some of jim lee you know jim lee at his best in my opinion yep and yeah simple as so yeah i guess we'll we'll, we'll close out there adam where, where can people find you um Oh boy, I'm always off put by this, even though you've asked me every time. Well, you, you don't have to say. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm at Talking Superman on Twitter. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, he talks about Superman. That's. That's know, true. Yeah, if you want to follow somebody who talks about Superman, then. Yeah, follow him. Uh, I follow him. Fun fact. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's so sweet so i believe next on the list we should be having james and tyler from krypton report back uh or i'll be over there either way uh, we're going to be doing the last son of krypton trade paperback probably in more than one part i imagine we'll be doing the four issues of last son then we'll be breaking up brainiac maybe not sure but that'll be fun i haven't read that story almost since it came out the megan book last son the Richard Donner and Jeff Johns. Oh, okay. No, no, not the novel. Okay, so, okay. Wh- oh, sorry, when I said Last Son of Krypton, it's the trade paperback that collects Last Son and Brainiac together. Oh. Yeah. Okay, very cool stuff. I do have the novels, though, and I do want to read them. So, they're, they're, they're on my radar for the future. But Very yeah. good. Oh, uh, you know what else? I, I like to mm-hmm. tell people this. Those books... Uh, Elliot S. Megan does a a podcast where you can like hear him read those books for free. Yeah, have you, have you listened I to just, it? I, yes, they're very good. Nice. <laughs> it's like it's called Elliot makes things up. I'll just I I'm, I'll just plug it to be like, hey, those are like some of the best Superman stories, and everyone can listen to them for free. I'll I'll definitely put a link in the show notes. I think I found it on Lipson. Alright. Yeah, there it is. Um, cool. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Adam. Um, hopefully I'll Thank you. see you on the show again soon. 
and yeah to everyone else until next time uh you know don't just get educated <laughs> you know uh i don't know just don't don't fall in the, with the wrong crowd man you know don't do stupid things mm-hmm. yeah peace bye Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, Thank you everyone for listening.